Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, my my father sends me a text yesterday. Touchdown. He was he was flying to San Francisco to visit my my brother. <laughs> my parents were right, uh-huh. and so he like he texts me when he lands. You know, we've, we've touchdown. Okay, great. Oh, literally, I thought you meant he literally texted no, you no, no. touchdown, and you thought who who's, who scored? Do I have them in my fantasy lineup? He just let me know that he landed safely. Gotcha. Right? Two minutes later, I get a text from my friend Jill. My high, I've known her since high school, right? She goes, I, I think I was just on a fight with your parents. I just, I'm like, I, you were? because She's like, you know, I'm in San Francisco. I'm like, yeah, you definitely were. They just landed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I text her back. I go, Pixar, it didn't happen. And so she goes, <laughs> I was going to say something, but they were like in like a heated battle, like at the desk, like after they Ooh. landed. I'm like, that sounds about right. It was probably too hot and too cold and too hot on the plane or something like that. <laughs> so I text my dad and I go, how was the flight? What happened? Why were you at the desk? And he calls me. He goes, well, the flight was fine, but how do you know I was at the desk? I go, I, listen, I, I got eyes on you. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, really? How did you know? I'm like, I, I got eyes on you. you. You know, you guys are elderly. When you travel, I got to make sure that you're safe. I'm like, why were you at the desk? He's like, well, because we, your, your mother, you know, her, with her hip, we had, a, you know, there's supposed to be a wheelchair waiting for, but there was no wheelchair. So I'm, I'm, I'm fighting this. I'm going to get a free flight or something out of it. I go, well, that's good for you. He's like, but how did you know I was at the desk? I go, dad, you're elderly. I got eyes on you wherever you go. I'm just trying to keep you safe. Don't you ask were, any more questions. You weren't backing down, huh? I wasn't backing down. And he, while he didn't believe me. Okay, he didn't not not believe me either. And as a result, I think I probably should petition like for power of attorney at this point if he's going to believe this story. (laughs) How many days ago was this? This was just yesterday. Oh, okay. I I was going to ask whether it whether in the intervening time you finally come clean with him. Will you ever? No, never. No, no, no. (laughs) Let him think that I've got eyes on him wherever he goes. It's Uh, awesome. He doesn't listen to the podcast, does he? I well, we'll find out. Gamble on, fellas. Gamble on. (laughs) 
Welcome again to Gamble On, the weekly gambling podcast presented by usbets.com. I'm Eric Raskin, U.S. Bets Managing Editor and Media Director, and I'm joined by my co-host, U.S. Bets Senior Analyst Jeff Edelstein. This week on Gamble On, we'll cover the good, the bad, and the tasteless of NFL Week 1 betting. We'll look at the possibility of mobile betting relaunching in Florida in the next few days. And enjoy the bankroll segment while you can, folks, because we're well on our way to completely running out of fake money. And, uh, yeah, that fake money thing, Eric, I think it might be a lot of my fault, but uh, we'll talk about that later. In the meantime, we're also going to be welcoming Fanatics Betting and Gaming Chief Business Officer Ari Borad to talk about all things Fanatics. But before we do that, Eric, as always, plenty of news to discuss. Here's your Gamble On News of the Week, an inside look at the biggest stories in the world of gambling. So, as it turns out, the NFL is very popular, sports betting is very popular, and betting on the NFL is very, very popular, and we have the numbers to prove it. According to a research note from JMP Securities, NFL Week 1 resulted in the second most sportsbook app downloads in the U.S. for any week ever, 972,000, up 15% over the same week last year, and second only to the 2022 Super Bowl week, which was shortly after New York launched mobile sports betting. A very interesting sub-detail here, FanDuel had 34% of those downloads and DraftKings 33%, but in third place, if you combine their two apps, is the Fanatics points bet combo at 12%. Uh, Meanwhile, the geolocation company GeoComply released its numbers regarding online sports betting transactions, and it recorded 242.3 million of them during NFL Week 1, up 56% over last year. GeoComply also reported 1.1 million new online sportsbook accounts created, which is more or less in line with the 972,000 new app downloads. Ohio was the state with the most new accounts created, 133,000. A lot of numbers there, Jeff. What stands out to you? I think of all those numbers, the biggest one that stands out to me is 900, uh, as in maybe it's time I start my own 900 number, because, (laughs) I mean, there's money to be made out there, man. Uh, Are there still, I guess there must still be 900 numbers, I don't know. They may they may exist. I assume the the business is not as brisk as it was in the eighties mm, and nineties. Sure, pre internet. But uh, regardless, uh, you want you want to know the the one the lone nine hundred number that I still know off the top of my head. Uh, I think so. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> let's see if this number means anything to you. One nine hundred nine zero nine 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 hundred. I don't remember that one. That was the wrestling hotline. The uh, w, I think NWA at the time like news hotline. One nine hundred nine zero nine 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 hundred. Do you remember the old, uh, for all the sports news, instant Lee dial 9761313? Nah, I don't know uh, that one. Was that, that might lo- have been, New- might have been might local? Have been yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's no 900 at the start of it. That's how I found out Len Bias died. I, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I dialed 9761313. I called like 30 times a day from junior high school. I had to know all the sports news. But it was every 15 minutes, they'd update it. So if there was an afternoon baseball game, you know, I could I could dial in and, and see what's going on. Go to the payphone, stick a diamond. I'm old. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, back to the <laughs> Where story. Where were we? Right. Back to the story. Yeah, a lot of downloads. Uh, second most ever for a week period, which is pretty impressive. I mean, it's not like we had a whole like brand new batch of states all of a sudden coming online. You mm. know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a lot. It's good, obviously, for the industry. Uh, as for the Fanatics number, um, I'm going to guess that they're less like happy, thrilled, popping champagne bottles than they are like sighing with relief, mm-hmm. right? That they're cutting, you know, like clearly like their, their marketing and advertising efforts in the States where they're live 
have been cutting through some of the noise, right, and getting people to download the app. So, yeah, I think it's a good start for them and uh, clearly a great start for uh, anyone interested in betting on the NFL this year. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'd say uh, satisfied, sigh of relief, encouraging, not, oh, my God, we're right up there with FanDuel and DraftKings out of the gate or whatever. So, yeah, I, I think that's a, probably an accurate assess, assessment of how they're reacting to those numbers. Um I'm sure you saw the various reports uh, also about like the NFL ratings, like highest Thursday night football rating ever and yep. Monday night football up however much year over year. So it's just interesting that basically like every other entertainment option in American society is getting more splintered and getting lower ratings and becoming more niche and NFL football just keeps getting bigger. And, uh, you know. You're an idiot if you think at least a little of that isn't because of sports betting and fantasy oh, and all that. It's so, all of it. It's it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent of it. Everybody I, watching I is watching because of sports betting and fantasy. If if there's no, well, not everybody, but like <laughs> I I fifty percent, if not more, it's got to be. It's got to be fifty percent. That's a that's an interesting line. Whether are fifty percent of all people watching somehow even fan just at least like in a in a fantasy league or something could be I'll still probably take the under but i but I don't think you're way off there right. um as, as far as all these numbers go i the one that stood out to me was the the fifty six percent rise year over year in geolocation pings I mean like I knew it would go up there are a few states where mobile sports betting is legal this September and it wasn't last September Ohio right. Massachusetts Maryland so of course it's gonna go up. But 56% is an awful lot of growth without a California or a Florida or a Texas yeah. having joined the party. So, again, <laughs> NFL football, man. The, the game's mostly stunk in week one, and the, the unders were hitting, and the quarterback play was mostly subpar, and it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And by the way, I'll, I'll mention um, this here as a, a gambling industry story and an on-the-field story uh, at once. Pretty good first game post-suspension for Calvin Ridley. Yeah, <laughs> not bad. I mean, he, he he is going to exceed some expectations, I think, this year. Yeah, you remember Jeff uh, when I won the uh, the final uh, or the most recent office trivia game, and uh, and I won a free bet with it. Uh, yes, and, I, and I'm splitting the winnings with my coworkers if it wins. I went with Ridley to lead the league in receptions at fifty to one, just figuring it would be a fun industry themed long shot. But uh, sure, through one week, we're drawn live. Yeah, no, I, that's that's a reasonable bet. That's yeah. a reasonable bet. I, I wish you'd just bet like score a first touchdown or something like that, but it's fun. <laughs> yes. I didn't, in I didn't, in I retrospect, I, I wish I had I had made a bet that already would have cashed. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But, uh, we have a fun sweat. Okay. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. 
Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Um, all right. Uh, for all the positive news we just discussed about the popularity of football and betting, there was one rather negative story attached to NFL Week 1. A lot of sports books like to put together their own parlays to suggest to users, sometimes with a clever theme. On Sunday night, September 10th, someone at DraftKings had the idea for a September 11th themed parlay, combining wins on 9-11 for the Mets, Yankees, and Jets, and it was called the Never Forget Parlay. As far as we know, the parlay was only posted in New York, and not for too long, as there was a lot of backlash on social media, and it was taken down Monday morning. DraftKings issued an apology. The world moved on. But many of us in the industry were left to wonder, how did this happen? How did someone at DraftKings think this was an okay idea? And how did nobody else at DraftKings think it was a bad idea? Uh, We'll never get answers to those questions, I'm sure. But I'm fascinated by this, and of course appalled, uh, but mostly fascinated. Uh, Jeff, I'd love to know your thoughts, your theories, and where you stand on the mini debate that followed about whether someone needs to be fired for this. All right. First of all, I I would bet our entire fake bankroll that whoever came up with this idea and approved it is under like 30 years old. Okay, Mm -hmm. because to them, to people like under 30, let's say this is just history, Mm -hmm. Um, like comparison. Right. I was four years old when the Vietnam War ended. So I have like no working memory of it. Obviously, it's 100 percent history to me. Right. Now, if I was born like 10 years earlier, all of a sudden it's not history. It's like always going to be alive. Right. Right. Um, I probably would have known people like, you know, older brothers and sisters who had to go fight and die in this thing. Right. So it's, it would always be like alive to me. Like nine 11 in my mind is like still here. Like it's still a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I lived through it. So, but now granted, I would not, if I was running a sports book, I probably would not be advocating a fall of Saigon three team, you know, teaser. <laughs> right? right. But you know, so I, I, I can like forgive it from happening. Having said all that, though, this is still obviously pretty fucking tone deaf. Yes. Um, you know, 9-11 is 9-11. You know, it's one of the most tragic days in American history. And it's alive still for so many people. You know, it, so many of us lived through it. Um, do, should, I, should anyone be fired for this? I, no. Mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident it's not going to happen again. Right? <laughs> so, you know, like, so let's let's just move on. And, you know, also... In, in better hands, you know, with more, you know, if, if this was talked through, this could have been a positive thing for DK. Like, no joke. Like, let's think, you know, let's think this through. Let's 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 put a parlay together. But let's say, listen, you win. You do what you want. We win. We're donating the money to you know, the New York Firefighters Fund or, or something to that effect. You know, they, they you know, we could have done something like that with it. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing I want to mention, an ex-co-worker of mine, you know, tweeted or messaged us both. I, you know, yes. the, the old Woody Allen line, tragedy plus time equals comedy. He changed it to tragedy plus time equals parlay. And uh, I, it's funny. It's clever. And there's some there's a lot of truth to that. Right. Because like the further away something gets there's it's not tragic anymore you know you could joke about it which is why i'm hoping that uh some sports book maybe you know figures out when you know i don't know like how about a uh like let's do a raiders losing to the bills this week along with jimmy garoppolo getting sacked at least two times we'll call it the sacking of rome parlay mm. you know because he's italian <laughs> I, 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 right. I, I, it's a bit of right. bit of a reach bit of a reach you but... know you don't know, like sack how about how about the shh 
I'm hiding in the attic and Frank Parley. I'm Jewish. <laughs> can, I, can, can I get away with this? Oh, uh, well, what, what teams are involved to make a parley like that happen? Israel and Germany. <laughs> okay, so it's some sort of like international basketball competition parlay, sure, perhaps. Sure. Okay. Sure. The okay. point. I, the, so the point yes. I'm making is, I, so yes, obviously this was tone deaf. Obviously it was in. It was just. It was a horrible mistake. But like, let's not get our panties too twisted on this one. I think you know. Yeah. Um. So regarding the uh, the tragedy plus time equals parlay. Uh. That was a. That was the perfect tweet for this that went untweeted because right. uh, the person who uh, sent that to us uh, has been driven off of Twitter by the Nazis. But uh, would have <laughs> would have been the perfect uh, the perfect tweet for this. And yeah, I mean, my feeling on nine eleven stuff is. It's not it's not a too soon thing in that it's been 22 years. I don't have a problem with 9/11 humor if it's funny. Um, you know, a good joke is a good joke, but an attempt at humor is one thing. Tying tragedy in with a sports a bet. Yeah. yeah, it's a couple of levels beyond that in terms of tastelessness. Although if you're going to do it, come on. Boost the odds to plus 9/11. Lean all the way in. Have some fun <laughs> with it. Uh, but right. no, seriously, it's it's just a real lack of awareness. It's so incredibly icky for a sports book to attempt to profit off a never forget that's, bet on the anniversary of 9-11. That is the thing. It's it's the profit factor that yeah. that that is icky. But again, if they had if they had really thought it through, it could have been beautiful, right? It could have been something like, listen, this is how we're remembering it. And we're, you know, we're going to donate, you know, X amount of dollars to, you know, to, to a charitable like thing. Then then it then it becomes a fine thing, you know. And by the way, the, you know, this tragedy plus time thing, mm-hmm. I, I think it's worth always mentioning this whenever we talk about this world war ii ended in 1945 the yes. producers came out in 1967 22 years ah, right yeah mm-hmm. objectively hitler is worse than osama you know what i'm saying I, I mean and like I, I i wasn't around in 67 i'm guessing mel brooks probably caught some shit for it i would assume yeah right but i mean i don't know i i, I think we all need to be just a little less serious is that safe? Can I say that? <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But uh, uh, I don't. I'm actually not even on board with the with the idea of had they donated all the winnings to charity, it's all fine. It's obviously better uh, right. if they if that had been. But I still kind of think this was a stay away, and someone would have felt it was tasteless, even if it wasn't for profit. Um, but but I 100% agree with you on the someone must be fired uh, no. angle. I mean, yeah, it's way extreme to be taking that stance it depends of course whether whoever was behind this had prior offenses if if it was someone sure who had screwed up a few times before and was one strike away from getting fired then i guess this right. is a good final strike um but if it's someone who's been an otherwise exemplary employee and made one very dumb mistake settle down you, you yeah. shouldn't fire someone for one dumb mistake but but clearly the quality control at dk yeah, is they, lacking that, I, that well that's, was that lacking. someone it ain't going right. to be lacking anymore <laughs> well you would think well, I don't, let's let's wait and see but you know again it's it's not it's not that someone can brainstorm a terrible idea that that it's totally understandable that that can happen that it could get onto the app without someone object objecting along the way that's that's the part that i don't get how that happened well, I mean, I guess it this went up. I'm mean, from what I understand, went up like late Sunday. Yeah, and only in New York, from what I'm gathering. Uh, I don't know. So I don't know. Uh, you know, 
late Sunday night is not normally a time when quality control is at its best anywhere. That's that that's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know? I guess right. What are the what are the layers there? Is it one person comes up with it and maybe one other person just has to sign off on it and then it becomes sort of you can see how it happened uh, versus, you know, for I, I don't know. I would think that to actually put like a special parlay together, you would have several different eyes on it and getting involved. But you're certainly right that late Sunday night, is it possible that nobody remotely high up the executive chain is, is online and paying attention? Yeah, that's, that's quite possible for the, the timing there. Yeah. But, all right. Um, our third story this week is actually arguably the most significant news of the week. On Monday afternoon, in the case to determine whether the Florida sports betting compact is legal, a court of appeals denied West Flagler and Associates' request for an on-bank rehearing, which means that if West Flagler doesn't take further action by next Tuesday, September 19th, Hard Rock Bet may just be in the clear to once again go live in Florida with its betting app. You'll recall the app was active for 34 days in 2021 before a court ruling went against the Seminole tribe and the state and the betting was shut down, but it may just return next week if West Flagler doesn't make a move to take this to the U.S. Supreme Court between now and then. Of course, even if the Seminoles feel they're legally in the clear to relaunch the app next week, that doesn't mean they will. One assumes they'd be wary of having to start and stop a second time. So let's put it in terms of odds, Jeff. What's a number you'd bet for Hard Rock Bet will be active next Tuesday? And any other thoughts that you may have on this uh, winding road to a potential monopoly in Florida? Yeah, yeah I don't know, man. You, you lost me at N Bank. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> what language you, am I speaking? You didn't hear about? anything after that? Yeah, I mean, it's it, I, this is I am I am not the person to ask when it comes to like this like legally stuff. But I mean, I, I guess like if they're in the, I mean, their lawyers are I don't know if it. it Plus even money, I'll put it at even money. I don't because I, I don't know. I I, I would assume that they, if they're in the clear, they're in the clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the idea of the monopoly in Florida, right? Yeah. I mean, from a industry point of view, like that's not good. Obviously, you know, there, there's no competition there, and obviously for a player point of view, it's 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 even worse. There's no competition. But you know, to be fair, having said all that, do you, do you have Hard Rock in Pennsylvania? Uh, I definitely don't use it. Do we? Okay. I don't, and I don't think we have it at all. I'm pretty sure. We, ha- I have it in New Jersey, and you know they update. You know they they they, they you know they redid the whole thing. It mm. is honestly a very strong app. Mm, um, okay. Very very easy to sign in, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, very clean interface, which is nice. A lot of very nice promos, which is nice. Uh, the odds are comparable, you know, for the most part, you know, like in, in my, you know, just abbreviated look at it. Right. But uh, I, I use it. I've been using it, honestly. So I, I am a fan. So, you know, I guess it could be worse for Florida betters if, if all they have is hard rock bet. I won't name names. But right. uh, <laughs> I know I know what names you're not naming. Yeah. yeah. You know, it could be worse. But uh, yeah, the, the idea I mean, the idea of the monopoly is is I, I hate that idea and yeah. i'm sure I, I would assume that others will hate it too uh i can't imagine how like if if it was fought how that would allow be allowed to stand forever uh, but what right. do i know I, again uh, you lost me and bank and i'm not even <laughs> sure i'm pronouncing that correctly <laughs> i i think i said and bonk or something or maybe i didn't but i don't know if that's right uh, or maybe i did say and bank and now i'm saying and bonk I yeah i don't know I, well, I don't. Means to me is I am inside of a bank. <laughs> right. I have no idea what that has to do with sports betting. Right. <laughs> well, money. 
there's money in a bank. There's yeah. And it otherwise couldn't connect the two. Yeah. Um, no, I am as, at least as legally clueless as you are. Um, but on the, the, the last point you were making there, it, certainly this legal fight isn't going to end anytime soon. Cause like, FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM, Fanatics, etc. I don't see them just accepting oh, being locked right. out of Florida forever while the Seminoles get to run a monopoly, uh, which, again, governing folks in Florida, you've done the citizens of your state a real disservice by making a deal for a monopoly. For the betters in Florida, I'm hoping that, you know, short term, I'm hoping maybe they have one available sports book next week. Uh, Long term, I'm hoping that within a couple of years they have all the sports books to choose from and price shop and all that fun stuff that gives you an outside chance at being a profitable better. Um, as far as what's going to happen next week, I have heard through sources who talk to sources, how's that for insulated, um, mm-hmm. that we should probably expect Hard Rock back to launch again next week. That's supposedly what the Seminoles are planning You know, sources of sources can be wrong, and even if they're right, minds can change, but point is don't be surprised if the seminoles say we have a window here to do this legally we think let's jump on it let's get this up and running and start making money and start bringing in customers in florida if i were them i would be extremely wary of getting shut down again and how terrible that would be for customers to get burned twice but then again if i'm a person in florida who wants to bet sports and doesn't want to use offshores which you know, describes me and you in our respective states. We never bothered with that leap to bet in unregulated markets, but as soon as it became regulated, we got right into it. If I'm that person who just wants to have a little action on these NFL games, I have only one site available. Okay, uh, I'll sign up. Maybe I'll stay away from futures bets that could get voided. Maybe I won't make huge deposits and huge bets, but um, just to be able to start betting, I'd probably do it, even if I had gotten burned uh or or lightly singed uh when when hard rock <laughs> bet shut down the last time nothing like a light singeing <laughs> it's better than getting fully burned right it is 100 percent. yeah it's time to welcome a special guest from the world of gambling let's get to the gamble on interview It's not easy to make a huge splash entering the competitive mobile sportsbook space some five years after legalization began, but one potential exception is Fanatic Sportsbook, which launched this year with more than its share of buzz. Joining us now to give his perspective is the chief business officer at Fanatic's Betting and Gaming. He was previously the vice president of fantasy sports at FanDuel, as well as the COO of our sister site, The Action Network. Ari Borod, welcome to Gamble On. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So the Fanatics mobile sportsbook is up and running in four states with a stated goal of being live in 15 by the end of the year. From your perspective on the business side, how much is the strategy about getting off to a hot start, being profitable ASAP, et cetera? And how much is it a long-term strategy where the remaining four months of 2023 aren't really such a big deal? The focus is 2024, 2025, et cetera. Well, it's, it's definitely a, a long-term plan. We definitely want to be the number one player in the long term, I think if if you came out, you know, we don't want to be a flash in the pan. Now that doesn't mean we're we're not actively monitoring how things are going today, but this is really where do we want to be in five years? Where do we want to be in ten years? And how do we build a sustainable business to do it over the long term? 
So, so what are some of the sort of short-term goals then? I mean, you really just have a, a brief runway here at the end of 2023, getting out as, as football season is just kicking off. Are, are there specific goals in mind just for where you want to be at the end of 2023 even? Yeah. So the, look, I think it's helpful to talk about what the, our two big, like what we really view as our two advantages and what we want to prove out. So how can we prove that there's a a pathway to be number one. And I think to be number one, we need to prove out the two following things. One is that we can build the best product in the market. I think that's why we have taken a very pragmatic and deliberate approach in rolling out our products. Um, we've hired heavily in the product space, heavily in the engineering space, heavily in design. I think there's a need to improve the product development in this category. Um, I think FanDuel's number one, they probably have the best product out there today. But I don't think the category has seen what the best looks like yet. And so our goal is really how do we build the best product? And then the second piece is how do we activate the Fanatics ecosystem? So how do we make sports betting yet another touch point for sports fans to engage with their favorite sports? And so obviously we're giants in the merchandise business. We're giants in the collectibles business. How do we become giants in the sports betting business? I think... A lot, of it, a lot of it is leveraging that. And so one example of that is fan cash. You know, you every time you place a bet, you will earn anywhere from 1% to 5% fan cash back. That's got to be the most generous rewards program in sports. But more importantly, yes, you can redeem it to get a free bet. But you can also redeem it uh, to buy a jersey on fanatics.com. And so I think proving out that we have a pathway to having the best product, part of that is getting live in as many states as possible, having it be stable, having a traveling wallet. Um, and then having the the roadmap to have features continue to give fans what they want. And then secondly, let's also show that by being part of Fanatics, that's additive for people. And so far, what we've seen with FanCash is awesome. What we've seen with the bet and get a jersey is awesome. We're seeing a lot of interest in the fact that people do know what Fanatics is and are, are interested in trying our betting product. You, know, you, you touched on some of the stuff here, but... Um... You know, hindsight being what it is, looking back now, it's clear that uh, FanDuel and DraftKings and their roster of DFS customers was a lot more valuable at launch than having a roster of like, you know, your grandmother and aunt's, you know, emails from the casinos. You guys are coming into this with a different roster of customers than anyone's seen. So what's hindsight going to tell us five years from now? Um, So I think the database does. So, yes, it was. Those are very qualified customers to have moved over to sports betting, uh, ones who are playing daily fantasy. I think it's important to know that most of the people in those databases are already within the Fanatics database. Um, I think the sheer volume of our database is massive. Um, You know, it's bigger than those two databases combined. It's bigger than any of the casino rewards program databases. And it's also these are these are sports fans. And so it is a much bigger demographic, but also still one that's very qualified as sports fans. And I think the other piece is we can give a better and more personalized customer experience to people as a result, because we know, look, if you're a fan, if you're a baseball fan um, and you've never bought a jersey or any other sport, like we should probably focus on on baseball for you. That's probably the offers you're going to be most interested in. So I think just the sheer volume of the database, then also the amount of, of data we have on customers will really allow us to give a more personalized and, and curated experience for those customers. You know, speaking of that, are you going to be able, like, let's say I 
what, you know, three Mets hats, two Pete Alonso jerseys, you know, are you going to like be able to drill down on like specific players even you think? Yeah. Look, when you're in a sports book, um, I think a lot of what is quote unquote personalized is really done. So on a geo basis, right? Like, cool. You're, you're in New York. We'll give you a Pete Alonso promo. Um, but or never forget you, promo. We certainly, we certainly <laughs> know not to do a never forget promo. Look, I think the, but what if you're, you know, a Chicago transplant? Um, why would you be getting a Pete Alonso promo? And right. I think we would know that because based off your behavior, whether you're buying Cubs stuff, whether you're buying White Sox stuff, like, so whereas the Mets fan will be seeing bet on the Mets, bet on Pete Alonso, the, the content we'll, we will serve you in the sports book will be tied to what your behavior is as a, as a sports fan, as a sports consumer. All right. Well, Jeff just uh, tied the, the New York market into this. Uh, let me get your take on what's going on there with Fanatics, because there's been a lot of speculation about the points bet acquisition allowing Fanatics Sportsbook to enter the New York market. What can you tell us about where that stands and how important it is that you indeed operate in New York? Oh, look, the, the New York market is is hugely important. It's, it's New York. It's it's the it's the city we live in. It's the city where we're headquartered. But the amount of pro sports teams in this market, the amount of people in this market, the amount of sports fans in this market, it's an awesome market. And we we definitely are excited to be a part of it. So the points bet acquisition um, is pending approval by the New York State Gaming Commission. Um, you know, they confirmed this at their last meeting. We, we've applied. Um, we're working with them and uh, we'll continue to, to answer their questions to make sure they're comfortable to think we're suitable for licensure. I think we are. Um, and we're just really excited to be a part of the market. Do you, do you have any sense of what the timeline could be with all of that with the New York Commission and when realistically Fanatics could launch in New York? Look, I, I would hope we look. Then I'd hope we we get more clarity from them in the short term. But I think there's you know the commission meets whether it's monthly or every other month, and I think they'll they'll you know they're going to do a thorough job vetting us and making sure we're ready. So. Can't really speak to what their timeline is going to be, but I do know they're working with us. They've engaged with us when, regularly when when we ask questions about our license, about our application. Um, so I feel like they're moving as as well as any regulator I've seen move, and so confident we'll we'll be able to have a good resolution there. And one one other sort of big money, big picture sort of thing uh, looming over a lot of the industry. There's there's getting into New York is is one huge uh, looming topic. Another is what will happen with iCasino. Can, can you give us any sense of how big a part of the company's plans iCasino is? So iCasino will definitely be part of our long-term strategy. I think just like it is for FanDuel and DraftKings and obviously for the land-based casino businesses like MGM, Caesars, and and Penn. Um, I think, again, it is another entertainment product that customers enjoy using. And I think we want to make sure... I think Fanatics is really a sports business. And so first and foremost, that is what we're going out with. We want to make sure that this is another thing we can add to the, the fanatics ecosystem of products. Um, but longer term as a gaming company, I casino obviously is, is a, is a very good business, but also if there are people who want to play online blackjack on their phone and we don't want them going to a competitor to do it because we want them to continue engaging with fanatics. So we're obviously going to have to have that to give the customer what they want. Um, so it's definitely a part of the strategy. And I, again, when I say we're going to be, well, this is a long-term business. I think we should have our iCasino product live by the end of the year. Um, but if it 
if we don't feel it's perfect yet, then it'll be live at the beginning of next year. And so um, it's definitely a part of it. We have the same commitment to improving the product on the casino side as we do in sports. And I think we, you know, we, we want to design well, we wanted a, a good customer experience. Um, Cause I don't think there's, there's been enough innovation on the casino side. And so we are working hard at that as well. Uh, my question here, I think it, it, it may end up with just a simple no, but I'm curious, is there any thought of, uh, or any, any ideas about trying to tie uh, the tops brand in with the sports betting and or to create some kind of fantasy product, you know, that's tied around and also using the, you know, the, the tops brand. I think so. I think for, I think, again, coming back to the the whole philosophy of like, what's the best way to give customers the best experience in sports? We would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't offer them what they want. So if whether it's fantasy sports, whether it's free to play games, um, I think we will continue to take feedback from our customers and what they want. I think we will have a very differentiated and powerful free-to-play game in the market. Um, and then in terms of working with the Tops brand and the collectibles business, I think they're experiencing amazing growth and they're they're doing tons of new things. We're just launching our app. And so I think we talk regularly about when's the right time to start doing this. Um, but there will definitely be cross-pollination within this business. I think being able to work across the ecosystem is more than just betting, being able to offer, hey, place a bet and get a free free jersey. It's how do we go with collectibles? How do we, why does betting with us make it better for you as a sports fan? Because it also ties to the company where you buy your trading cards. Yeah, I take a free bet for uh, buying a box of Allen and Ginter if that's if that's on the menu. Yeah, I'm not going to say no. All right, well, I might have to give you credit for that idea. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's a very exciting time in the in the industry and certainly exciting uh, for all of you over at Fanatics getting this up and running. Uh, we appreciate you taking some time, Ari, to chat with us and uh, best of luck as the uh, rollout continues uh, here in uh, throughout football season in 2023. Thank you very much. Thanks for the time. Two men. $10,000. Will they run it up or blow it all? It's time to check in on the Gamble On bankroll. Let's update our betting bankroll. And it pains me to say that NFL Week 1 was the worst week in podcast bankroll history. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. I, I don't <laughs> want to do this anymore. Go ahead. Keep talking. <laughs> well, there there is a lot to re- recap, so I'm actually yeah, going right. to glaze over some of it without full Please. detail. But but here's here's most of it. Uh, first of all, hey, let's start on a positive note. We won two bets. Uh, your bet on the Eagles to cover minus three and a half. We benefited from a good beat on that one and won 100 bucks. And uh, the combined bet between me and Bennett on the Lions plus six and a half. We won $150 there. Everything else was a loss. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam's bet on Medvedev to win the U.S. Open. He got to the finals, but that's not quite good enough. Uh, my bet on the Raiders to be the last winless team is a loser already. Um, I did say in looking at their schedule when I made the bet that Denver week one worried me a little bit, uh, but that if they could just lose that game, then it becomes a good bet. But alas, it was a bad bet. We lost on Vikings minus six. You had a four-leg parlay that went two for four. We lost on Steelers plus two and a half. My Titans money line bet came up just short. We went one for two on my Thursday night football touchdown scorer prop. And your player prop overs on Amon Ra, mm-mm, mm-mm, Watson, uh, and Madison uh, under, under, and under at increasing mm-hmm. unit counts. Just yeah, a total yeah, disaster yeah. there. Keep moving. Go ahead. Okay. That's that's it. We The bottom line is we suck. We really, yeah. really suck. But – 
it can turn around at a moment's notice. Uh, just because we suck now doesn't mean we'll suck forever. Uh, yep, yep, yep. I may advise, though, that maybe we want to be cautious with our fake dollars risked while we attempt to turn it around. But anyway. I say, fuck it, burn it all down. <laughs> I'm not surprised you're saying that. But yeah. I may, I may uh, as we get into our bets, I may uh, uh, exercise some veto, not veto authority, but uh, authority to... Reduce some of the amounts that you choose to bet if I feel you're being irresponsible. All right, I'm not, be- I'm not betting more than $100 on any bet. Okay, that's good to know. All right. Uh, well, before we get into those bets, though, just the numbers here. For the week, we lost $1,032. 1032 yeah. There mm-hmm. it is. Ahead, so we're ahead. now down by 3330 We also have 2886 <laughs> on hold in futures bets. <laughs> so from our starting bankroll of 10000 we currently have $3,784 available to bet with. And I'm up first. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and let's go all 3,784. Nice. Done. <laughs> and then okay. you can't make any bets. Then we're done. Uh, That's no. fine. Uh, I will bet a smaller amount than that. I'm going to start with an SGP for tonight's Eagles-Vikings game. I'm staying away from the spread. Uh, the Eagles have a couple of noteworthy defensive injuries. I have no idea if they're going to cover here. But I do think they'll pull out a win in their home opener, especially with the offense having been awful last week against the Patriots. That was a Bill Belichick defense that had all offseason to scheme specifically to limit Jalen Hurts. I would expect a much better offensive performance tonight against the Vikings. Maybe they don't cover at minus six and a half, but I'll start the parlay with the Eagles money line. Next leg. Last week, Devontae Smith got the lone touchdown reception. A.J. Brown didn't get one. Let's figure Hurts looks for him this week. Add an A.J. Brown anytime touchdown. And tight end Dallas Goddard had a total goose egg last week. I guarantee Sirianni looks to get him going this week. He doesn't need a huge game, just an average game. I'm taking over 44 and a half receiving yards for Goddard. It's good weather in Philly tonight. No rain, mid-60s. Offenses should be able to perform. So we're going with Eagles money line, A.J. Brown anytime touchdown, and Goddard over 44 and a half yards. That's plus 440 at Caesars, and I will risk a responsible amount, $40 to win 176. I love it, but what the fuck do I know? Um, <laughs> I really, uh, I kind of wish you'd said I hate it. Yeah, I, well, I don't even care anymore. Uh, <laughs> all right, for me, yeah, uh, Gus Edwards, the Gus Bus, uh, will be at, at worst splitting carries in in Baltimore now that uh, J.K. Dobbins hurt uh, you know, is out for the season. Yeah. Uh, anytime touchdown for the Gus Bus at plus two twenty, I think is a very very strong bet over at mm-hmm. FanDuel. So I'm putting a hundred dollars down on that. Okay. That's that's the largest bet you'll make is a hundred dollars. Yeah, they're all three of them are hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, I won't I won't attempt to veto and cut it in half to fifty to uh, win one ten. We'll 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 live dangerously for one more week. Go veto it. I don't give a shit because no. I, I I'm miserable right now. <laughs> you know what? Let me hear what the other bets are and if there's there are other touchdowns. There are other touchdowns. All right. Go. So let me let me see what they are and uh, right. for now we'll let this one stand at a hundred okay. to win two twenty. Uh, right. But I may reassess once I know all your bets this week. Okay. Okay. Uh, my second bet this week is a simple spread bet. Give me the Seahawks plus five and a half at the Lions. This line should be a standard home team plus three or plus three and a half, maybe, but it's the classic overreaction to week one line, and it's really a double overreaction. Seattle stunk against the Rams, but they can't possibly be that bad. I think the line puts way too much stock in that result, and the Lions pulled out the win over the Chiefs, but it was misleading. Not only was Kelsey out, but everyone knows about the drops from Kadarius Toney, one of which led to a fluke defensive touchdown. You play that game 10 times, even without Kelsey. 
I think the Chiefs pull out the win eight times out of 10. Uh, no knock on the Lions. They're going to be decent this year. They may well win the NFC North, but they are getting way overrated based on what I saw as a pretty fluky win in week one. So I think we're getting two or two and a half extra points on Seattle. I will gladly take them. And it's only minus 105 at FanDuel. So let's bet 105 to win 100. Seahawks plus five and a half. Yeah, I don't like that one. I like the lines in that game. But, you know, what do I know? I, uh, I, I hope you're being honest there. I, 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 want you, I want you to dislike at least one of my bets. I don't like that one. Okay. I, I, because I think the Lions are are, are, are good. The, 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 the Seahawks with their offensive line injuries, I, I, that, that one works. It did open at three last Thursday. Right. Uh, and then it, after the Seahawks got blown out, then everyone jumped on it, and, and yes. the line went flying up. So I, I, I see a rationale there. Okay. Um, all right, next up for me over at PointsBet slash Fanatics, uh, plus 120, Josh Jacobs, anytime touchdown. Uh, no one else is touching the ball in that backfield. Right. And that's that. That's pretty much the rationale there. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna get his touchdowns this year. He didn't get one last week, so why not this week? Uh, who are they playing? The, the Bills. The Bills. Okay. Who literally, can be beaten on the ground as yeah. evidence. Yes. You know. That's true. Okay. So, All right. This this won't be the one I'm reducing because at plus one twenty odds, it's almost not worth it for fifty okay. bucks. So uh, okay. okay. Uh, my last bet is going to be a boxing bet. Uh, featherweight twelve rounder on Friday night on ESPN. Luis Alberto Lopez is like a minus seven hundred, minus eight hundred kind of favorite over Joette Gonzalez. I was tempted for a moment to bet Gonzalez to pull the upset at plus five hundred or so, but I can't quite do it. I just don't really think he's going to win this fight. I do think he's going to last the distance, though. Uh, Lopez scored an impressive knockout over Michael Conlon in his previous fight, and I think that inflated his perceived knockout chances here. But Gonzalez has never been stopped. He's gone all 12 rounds against a couple of opponents better than Lopez. So Lopez, by decision, is minus 115. I think there's a little bit of value there. So $115 to win 100, Lopez by decision. I have no opinion. I figured. Not, yeah, I'm not following <laughs> boxing. All right. My last bet is, uh, uh, what do I want to do here? Well, all right. So Anthony Richardson, anytime touchdown. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what, what, what are you going to put the odds after that one? So I forget. Did he score one? He did score he one did. last week. Yeah. Uh, so that probably brings it down a little, but he shouldn't quite be in that like Jalen Hurts minus money. As, what's he like? Plus 140? 170 at FanDuel. So okay. give it that. All day long. In fact, so let's do. Are you getting ready to parlay your three bets no, together? No, no. Okay. No, but I'm going to split this one. Okay. I, let's go $50, $75 for an anytime TD. Uh-huh. And then give me $25 for Richmond to do it twice. At oh. So $25 on two TDs at plus 1400 Yeah. Okay. I, I like those. Um, so I guess I will, now that I've seen all the bets, I'll double back to the Gus Edwards anytime touchdown. Don't need to cut it in half, but uh, ah, screw it. Let's just do the $100. Because <laughs> right. then, then I'm going to regret it if if, I, if I'm costing us money if it happens. Yeah, you know what? Let's have some confidence that maybe we don't totally suck. And uh, He's like at one, I saw him, he was like at 150, 160 at most other books. I, I, yeah. I, I, that I, 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 It is a a nice price for the guy who is clearly, uh, to use your favorite word, going to be the bell cow. uh, Well, he's not going to be the bell cow. Oh, right. Actually, right. At first, he's going to be half. But, like, if you look at Gus Edwards' career, I mean, he's really good. You know? He really, like, he he puts up numbers when he plays. So, and, I mean, at plus 220, we're saying, what's he going to score? Seven, eight touchdowns over the course of the year? I, I think... 
we're getting good value here. That's it. Okay. And uh, he will not score, to be clear. <laughs> well, now now you've got me thinking about reducing the amount by no 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 no, no. all right. Total. But his but he is known to some as the bus. The Gus bus, yeah. Okay, well, running backs known as the bus tend to they score. Do well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that, now now we've injected some science into it, and I feel much better. They don't call him the Fiat. <laughs> no, they do not. The Nissan Pulsar. He's the Gus <laughs> bus. Right, right. Now, as I, I'm going to give up on my brief effort to think of a running back's name that rhymes with Fiat or Pulsar and just sure. accept that there probably isn't one and move on. Carry on. Right. Okay. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of Gamble On. Thanks, everybody out there for listening. And thanks again to this week's guest, Ari Borod. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Raskin and Jeff at Jeff Edelstein. And follow US Bets at US underscore bets. Go to usbets.com for all the latest news and analysis from the world of gambling and subscribe to this podcast on Megaphone, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else. And with that, Jeff, please take us out. All right. On Wednesday, Prime Sportsbook uh, launched in Ohio, uh, New Jersey, and Kentucky are next in the hopper form. And while a new sportsbook launching is kind of ho hum news, Generally speaking, this one does stick out. Uh, and why? It's because they're doing the Circa model, the American model, the Vegas model. Call it what you want. They're taking all comers. No one's getting limited. Everyone has the same limits. All right. Listen, I'm not a pro better. I, as evidenced by this fake bankroll shit, I am not a sharp <laughs> better. OK, but I have been limited to pennies at no less than four major sports books. Redacted, redacted, redacted and redacted. Yes. Right? I don't like it. I don't like being limited, especially for no good reason. Takes all the fun out of it, and this is supposed to be for fun, right? That that's what that's what this is it's supposed to be for fun for the vast majority of us. So good luck to Prime. I hope they kick ass. And uh, I guess when they come to New Jersey, I just want to thank them for letting me continue to gamble on. <laughs> <laughs>